Hello everybody, my name is Carlos Reyes. I'm a community health worker outside of Springfield, Massachusetts. I work for Springfield Square 1, 1095 Main Street, Springfield, Mass 01103. I'm a community health worker and I work with children affected with lead poison specifically. Um, and I also help advocate and also assist with any lead abatement questions or needs that the family um, has. Um, so it's a pleasure to be here once again. And I'm joined by my colleagues. I have Miss Kim Mayende and Maricela vega and we are back to continue the conversation around uh lead lead poison lead poison prevention and just other topics that are correlated within that um so uh at this time i just want to introduce and say hello to my colleagues miss kim mayende and mariceli vega how are you hi how you doing i'm very good today good good happy thursday happy thursday it's almost good. friday <laughs> um how you doing today kim I'm doing well. Uh, it's almost Friday, so it's always great. We, we, um, we just love to that. introduce myself, I'm a project coordinator here at the Public Health Institute. I provide education, collaboration, and promotion for Springfield Healthy Homes and 413 Cares. And Mariselli, can you remind everyone the work that you do? I'm working at the Office of Housing in the City of Springfield and I will be intake and take the application for Healthy Home and LED. We have a grants to get a family and multifamily and investors to do less in Springfield. Excellent. Thank you ladies for being a part of this again. We're happy to um, be here to serve the public and also relay information. And one of the things that, uh, actually we're gonna have hit a couple topics here today, uh, three different topics. Um, we'll start, um, with a healthy with a reminder that June this past June was Healthy Homes Month, right? And so we want to just keep that in everyone's um, radar, and we want to just kind of uh, recognize that and also speak to that. We're also going to speak to uh, you know the Public Health Institute of Western Mass and and the videos that we've been doing and trying to get the word out and reminding you where you can listen to the podcast. Again, we are available on Spotify as well or the Anchor FM app. Or you can find us as well on um, Apple Podcast or on the Public Health Institute of Western Massachusetts YouTube channel. And then you get to see our faces as well, which is pretty cool. Um, I, and, and then also we're going to talk about a little bit about refugees and the influx of refugee community that we're seeing, um, at least that I'm seeing within uh, the lead poison prevention community. Um, and I'll, we'll speak to that. I'm going to have Miss Kim start off first. Um, and we are going to go from there. We'll go around the table with our different topics. Kim, would you like to kick us off with some fabulous information? Go for it. Look at her smiling. She's happy. Yes, She's ready. Yes. So I just wanted to <laughs> let everyone know that um, the, the lead abatement program, which Mary Sully is going to speak to, uh, is uh, the city of Springfield received more than $5 million in proper funding for that program and um, the exterior home program. Um, we have ads promoting the Springfield Healthy Homes uh, lead abatement program all over in different TV spots. If you see it, please send us a screenshot, give us a shout out on social media. Um, and we're hoping to sort of promote those events uh, at different uh, events in the community, like uh, tabling events, outreach events. I think we're thinking about attending the Springfield Jazz and Roots Festival. So please, you know, please look out for that and apply for the program. And I think Mary Sully can speak more to it because she works at the Office of Housing. <laughs> yeah. 
But the the program is is uh, grand. Has no cost for the home homeowner, even the one to four families. The only way we request if is they have a kids under six or the pregnant woman to in order to qualify. And also there has to be a set of guidelines to make sure that the people is under the set of amount of the 80% median income for the size of the family. Every size of the family change. And also we have a two investors, there's a lender, so we want to have a tenant with kids and have a land. We also delay in the apartment and have 70% uh, cost. It's only 30% of the landers to do it. That's okay. <laughs> I heard the motorcycle in the background. We <laughs> Those are our, our technical difficulties we can't control, but that's okay. Thank you. Sorry, Marisali. I'm in the office to get next to the highway. You are next to the highway. You are in the middle of it all. <laughs> so please disregard. Do, but um, do you have uh, information on the exterior home program? Or mm. I don't know if you can speak on it yet. Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. We ready to take applications since June 1st. Uh, we have uh, two programs. It's a uh, forgivable loan. For five years, after five years, it's zero. It's like this free money. Uh, we have this interior repair. This is um, healthy homes. It's inside and outside repairs only at the census track on Springfield. That is almost the 60-70% of Springfield people qualify for that. The rest of Springfield, the whole Springfield, is all a program, is interior repair program. That's called roofing, siding, windows, and porch. Up to forty thousand dollars is a forgivable loan too, and a five year. That's our tool, and also with the land, we have a the, the removal. We will do all the stuff in the house with the no limit. We will ask why you took it down one. Include that five thousand dollar in the lead program to help you with anything inside the house. It's like a, you have mold, and you need COs, and you need something that's healthy homes. We can put it up to five thousand dollar in the lead program. And the lead program as well. That's awesome. Yeah, because yeah. Uh, and we're seeing. I actually, you'll be happy to hear this. I know this is a little off topic, but I just uh, sent out some information, a couple of referrals for um, Springfield HUD program and what have you. Um, for a couple of my cases um, but that's beside the point so that, that's great because lead abatement can be a costly thing as we know um, and and so it's not it, it's you know and it takes a little bit of time too so the fact that there's a lot of free money out there right now for people who qualify and again Springfield residents only correct Mariselli Springfield, Springfield Massachusetts to be exact yeah. Okay. Yeah, cause and you know what? And I say that because yesterday, this is a hand to God story. I had a I had a, I had someone call me from Springfield, Ohio, saying that they got a hold of my number for information <laughs> and what have you. I was able to point her to the to the to the correct place, um, which was cool to the clip program in Ohio. So there is a childhood lead poison prevention program um, in each state as well. Um, but that's cool. I just wanted to be specific. Um, is there anything else that we should know from the program, Mariselli, that you think we should know or? Well, the, the program we is, is first, 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 first come, first, first come, first serve. First come, first serve is that one. Um, okay. we have a lot of application and also we try to get more and more, keep yeah. going with the project, even the funding is ending and the halfway done. 
But we try to get more funding because it's really, we see the necessity for the families to repair the houses. What's the turnaround time, um, average turnaround time from submitting application and waiting to get approved? Do you know? Well, what the volume of the people we have right now would probably take over a month. Okay. A little bit more. Okay. Because the volume is really high. Okay. The city and the le that's for the program that they have now. For the left program, I tell you two weeks, maximum three oh. weeks. Oh, I like that answer. Cool. No, that's good to know. That way I can also relay that to, to uh, clients and landlords and what have you. So that's awesome. Thank you. Awesome. And so um, is there anything else you think we should know on that particular matter or? No, no. just make sure that you submit all the documents because if it's, we cannot process it's the all documents request for the city is submitted. Okay. Other thing to make sure that it says a homeowner, if it's all anything by the city or anything that have a question about it, you can free to call me or send me an email because if you can owe nothing to city, state, or IRS, you know, federal, we'll make sure if you if no, you cannot qualify for the programs. And how can people uh, get a hold of you if you don't mind sharing your, your email? Or... You can call my, my phone, that is 787-6535, of course, with area code 413. And uh, the email is mvega at springfieldcityhall.com. Thank you, Marisali. Thank you, Marisali. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> I wish I could use my sound effect uh, tool that I use on my own show. Okay, so um, Kim, before I get into my spiel and spagaijo and all that wonderful information, do you have any anything else that you'd like to share? Um, any anything else? Actually, Kim, let's talk about how people can access the the YouTube videos and and what have you, and and where they can find us and. The stuff yeah. that we have the content and maybe you can speak on that yes yeah, so um our you can access all these podcasts on the public health institute's youtube channel i created a a playlist kind of, of, <laughs> all, of our, all of our past podcasts so if you love to you know listen about listen and hear about what just listen to all of our episodes <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, Kim, um, we have to give you kudos and kudos to Mariselli too, um, but just kudos to, for the design of it and what you've been doing. So it must, I'm you. throwing you your roses. <laughs> what is kudos? Kudos means good job. Oh, okay. K-U-D-O-S. -K <laughs> listen, you learn something new every day. That's what it's all about. Oh, yeah. Sharing. So what else is going on? So Public Health Institute, Western Massachusetts, we can find, we can access the the uh, podcast via the YouTube channel, which sometimes is cool because it's nice to see an image or people talking, right? It kind of breaks the monotony of just sonic uh, use. Or you can find the podcast, as we mentioned, on Anchor FM, Spotify, Apple Podcast, um, and hopefully it's being distributed to more places as well. But if not, there's always the YouTube channel. Is there anything else that we should be looking out from the out for from the uh, Public Health Institute of Western Mass? Or am I putting you on the spot? I'm putting you on the spot now, see? You're putting me on the spot. Currently, no. Okay. Um, just just look out for our ads. If you yeah. see them, give us a shout out on Springfield Healthy Homes and say, oh, we've seen your ads. Tag us, like our stuff, share our Facebook page. Yeah. You know. I have one question for Kim. Yes. I received a lot of uh, um, calls 
regarding mold. Oh. I know the Health Institute is working with people with asthma and all different conditions. Yeah. And this is a really big volume of calls people have mold in the house. You have any information that people can call or somewhere to call? When it comes to mold, um, I would, there's different resources. So I'm going to grab one right now. Bear with me. Yeah. There for, 413 Cares um, is a resource that you can use to find different healthy housing resources or in terms of housing and maintenance. That's kind of like my other sort of project here at the Public Health Institute. So I really advise people to look at 413 Cares to find any sort of healthy home maintenance resources or any other type of, you know, okay. information. That's Yes. Just to kind of piggyback off what you're saying, um, she's right. 413cares.org. Um, they'll help you with, uh, they, they have resources available for food and nutrition, housing, behavioral health and recovery, healthcare, early education, and more. That's 413cares.org. And also, um, there is the Pioneer Valley Asthma Coalition. Um, and you can always reach out to them if you have any questions um, at 1-800-LUNG-USA. 1-800-LUNG-USA. Again, that's the Pioneer Valley Asthma Coalition. And they also have Spanish speaking as well. Or you can check them out on www. P as in Paul, V as in Victor, A S as in Sam, T H M as in Mary, A C O A L. I'm sorry, A L I T O N. That's pvasmacoalition.org. I'm sorry, that was the worst uh, breakdown spelling <laughs> in media history, but that's okay. We're rolling with the punches. So, um, Thank, Thank you. you, Carlos, for that resource. You have the pamphlet right uh, on yeah. the end. I ran right over to my desk. I'm like, wait, I got information. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got you. Not a problem at all. Um, one of the things, ladies, that I just wanted to touch base with uh, on today's episode as well was just the uh, the population growing from the refugee communities. Um, I've seen, uh, you know, Swahili, uh, Nepali, Russian, um, uh, my God, so many other communities that are, are you know, refugees, Haitians um, that are coming on over to the States for whatever it, reason. A lot of the population now is also the Ukraine population that are kind of filtering in. Um, obviously, we know what's going on with all due respect to Ukraine um, and we show our support as well. Um, or at least I do. That's my opinion, not reflected on everyone else's. But with that said, so there are a lot of um, Afghan refugees that are coming in. And here's the thing. A lot of these children are already coming in poisoned. I'm finding with high levels of lead. You have to remember that in a lot of these countries, they're working. A lot of the homes are near mines. Um, their FDA uh, laws and, and what have you are just not the same as over here. Um, a lot of their spices and foods have uh, high volumes of lead um, and then also you think about missiles bullets um, it's just so much that's going on on that side of the world that you know all of that affects kids the breathing air the air is polluted the hand-to-mouth ratio all of that is a really big recipe for disaster in terms of health um, and i'm seeing that within the lead poison prevention program um, so there are a lot of refugees that are coming and I know that the Jewish Family Service uh, Center is in Springfield, Massachusetts and they've been helping some families as well. 
but it's it's also case by case and just kind of you know these people have to have insurance and there is a process and i don't want to speak too too much on there just because that's their organization but i just wanted to mention the name as a resource um for any refugees that are coming in um so some of the things that uh that I just have here that I just wanted to share um, is that lead poisoning, and this is from our friends over at the Center uh, for Disease Control and Prevention, uh, the CDC. And according to the CDC, lead poisoning uh, dis disproportionately impacts refugees and other newcomer children resettled in the United States. Refugee children arriving in the U.S. have higher blood levels, as I mentioned, through uh, through various subpopulations. So some of these uh, reasons may be again living near or working uh, in mines, ammunition factoring, manufacturing, smelters, or battery recycling facilities. Remember, everything gets kind of airborne, breathed in, um, and for a child whose immune system um, is easily compromised, it's easy to get lead poison and God forbid anything else uh, further than that. Also, lead-based paint and leaded gasoline have only been recently phased out in much of the world. So to just, just that alone is mind-blowing, right? That we're all not on the same universal level of thinking in terms of the harmful effects of uh, lead-based paint and leaded gasoline. So once again, I'm gonna say that one more time because I think that's really big. Um, lead-based paint and leaded gasoline have only been recently phased out in much of the world. Newcomer children may currently or have previously lived in areas where high lead levels remain in the soil, even in areas where gasoline is no longer uh, widely used. And also, uh, resettling in pre-1978 housing containing lead-based paint after arriving to the U.S. So that goes back to the mass lead law which we know that any homes that um, were built prior to 1978 could possibly uh, be leaded and have to be de-leaded, especially if there are children that are six or under living in these homes. Um, just other things that I just wanted to share with, with, with the world, everyone, um, is <laughs> cultural practices, traditional medicines, and consumer products. Some cultural practices, traditional medicines, and household and personal use items are associated with uh, increased levels of uh, blood uh, lead poisoning in the blood my apologies one of the things that I found out in um in my training and my studies when I took on this role was um, something as simple as an incense can affect uh, or can cause lead poison you have to think uh, there's high concentrations of lead in those incense sticks and within the ashes so again if a, if a child uh, touches that or what have you they can be exposed and I just want to be sensitive to a lot of cultural practices who use candles and incense uh, refugees and other newcomer populations uh, may use or consume imported products contaminated with lead. And I've seen this within my caseload, um, alternative spices that are purchased from overseas. Uh, you know, when people uh, get their food, canned food that are purchased over overseas, those FDA laws and regulations aren't the same as they are here back home in the United States of America. So we must, uh, you know, if you are ordering food or getting spices from overseas, just please keep that in mind, especially for children. And don't forget, lead poison can also affect adults as well, too. Um, so some other risk factors um, from the refugee communities 
or newcomer persons resettled here in the United States. Parents of newcomer children may not know about the risk posed by lead exposure, and may, they may not recognize some of these signs or symptoms in their own daily lives. So most children with lead in their blood may not have obvious immediate symptoms, and newcomer children are also more likely to have compromised nutritional statuses. This includes chronic mal malnutrition and other moderate to severe health conditions that could increase lead absorption and possible neurological effects. So you, you think about their diets and stuff like that, you know, their diets are totally different. Yes. Um, and adults use the same symptoms? Adults can be the same symptoms. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I can speak on more on that in a few. Um, or we can even do a whole separate episode too, which I think would be a great idea um, as well for the, for the public. Um, but yeah, adults can be the same symptoms and don't forget it's a neurotoxin. So it's going to go after your kidneys, brain function, speech, and what have you. Um, it could affect your appetite as well. Same thing for adults. Um, so yeah, um, you know, kids come six to un under are more immune to, are, are easier to, uh, be infected with lead poison, obviously, because their immune systems aren't as fully developed. Um, but yes, this can affect even up to pregnant women, you know, um, and that's something oh, that... Carlo, I have a question. When it comes to, I know as a community health worker, you work with different immigrants. Uh, wh what percentage, like, what do you see in terms of the immigrant, uh, what is it, immigrant population, <laughs> sorry, that you work with that, you know, are they, when you tell them, oh, hey, you know, this, this um, item may be causing you to be lead poisoned, are they usually receptive to that? Are yeah, I only had one case where there's um, alternative spices, and yeah, they're receptive, because like any good parent, you're going to want to do what you have to do to to uh, to take care of the child um i've only had a, a one alternative spice case without giving too much information but then other things have been uh you know just uh, just basic just home problems that's what's going on with renovations or if they've done remodeling and things of that nature um with my refugee population um uh, they're coming some of them already but again that can go back to nutrition too so maybe that's something that they've eaten before or they can be exposed to something such as those things that I was mentioning, like batteries or ammunition, or if they maybe they, uh, where they come from, they live next to a manufacturing, you know. But with that said, to answer further answer your question, yeah, they are, people are receptive. People are receptive to the information. I've been fortunate with the cases that I've had. Um, some of these families already speak English. A lot of the times it's uh, the male figure in the family, like the father, who will be like the English speaking one. Um, so I find that kind of interesting as well, too, because I also want the women to be able to advocate for themselves. But that's a whole different thing, topic. Um, and yeah, they're, they're receiving the information well. Um, with this spice family, uh, for example, cut off the spices immediately. You start to see the decline in the number, which is what we want, especially if a child has already started chelation, which is like an iron supplement uh, treatment as well. It's a, it's, it's a treatment that kids uh, go through. Um, to minimize the amount of lead poison in their body. So if they're already in chelation, that also helps. And then I always tell Kim families, nutrition is everything. Foods with vitamin C, foods that are high in iron, vegetables high in vitamin D, these are all gonna help uh, your body combat those levels of lead um, and hopefully reduce symptoms, which is what we want. We want those levels to go back to zero. 
Um, and that's the goal. And obviously for the for the home to be deleted. Um, and then sometimes it's just refugees moving into a home that's just not fully up to par. It's not up to cold or what have you. Um, it could be something as simple as that. So it's a combination. Um, what I'm finding, ladies, it's it's been tough. Um, and I don't want to, you know, with the population, I have to use a, a, a translations uh, system of uh, translators, I should say. I'm sorry. I'm overthinking my answer. Uh, but sometimes that becomes an issue, too. You know, it, it's the language barrier. Um, sometimes it's just hard to get a hold of people. So I just continue to call as often as possible make sure somebody picks up that phone and at least get the information out there you know we're here to offer services we're here to help you um yeah and there is a high uh, influx of afghan refugees as well that we're seeing um so you know i, I also have a few russian as well too um and i'm sure those numbers are going to keep elevating even as the war in russia and ukraine continues unfortunately it's just the way of the world it affects everybody the portion of um, levels, is this really different between quarters? No, numbers are still the same. I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a significant difference in the cultures. Um, because that's a universal number grid. So no matter what the culture, you know, what from yeah, some from. My, my question is exactly. Um, the people coming from Afghanistan, or the people are, are Latinos, or black, or if if, if a kind of uh, percentage of the high level kids, more kids with these. No, I don't have. I know what you're saying. What percentages for each culture? Yeah, no, we don't have that information. At least I don't have that information. But what we do know is that minorities in general are always um, faced with inequities, such as um, this particular topic, um, especially in this country. With and that's a whole another discussion. Um, but if you can see my face, look at my face. The face says it all. Um, so our job is to just continue just to advocate and get the information out there, which is what you ladies do every day too. Um, but that's something that I'm going to look into because um, I'm interested to know, you know, what what uh, yeah. what cultures, because what races are more effective. You know, the, usually it, give you our uh, idea what tiger we can take it more. What, I'm saying, sorry, say that again. It will give you our ideas to targeting that the area that that is a specific and need right. to get right. you know the word there. Because yeah. Well, my goal is to always target as many my and I'm sure this is the same for you guys as well. It's just yeah. to get to as many minority or. Or, 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 or communities that do have these inequities because sometimes it's not even a minority. We Let's just, I'm gonna give it to you straight, no chaser. It could be a poor white community that doesn't have access to you know, X, Y, and Z. We need to be an ally and a voice to everyone who is in those type of measures. Um, because, you know, I, I don't want to just limit it to just minorities. Um, I, I speak on that just from the heart, just because I've known what I've seen within our people, our Latinx, Hispanic community, black and brown community. But, you know, um, I do want to keep in mind that that can affect as well uh, the, the Caucasian white population as well, too. So poor communities, as we know, are always going to be in a, some type of inequity, whether it's lead poison prevention. We know this. It's just the way of our culture here in America, unfortunately, the way the system's set up. Again, um, we're going to continue to be the voices and get that information out there. Um, so, yeah. So that's what I have uh, so far with refugees and whatnot. Um, and I would just say to everyone listening, man, just... You know, it takes a village, it, it, point blank, it takes a village. 
and and we all need to just share as much information as we can we all need to look out for each other more on an individual level that's a whole different thing but i'm just trying to keep that in the forefront um, so again, we want to remind you everybody, 413cares.org, you can reach out to them for food and nutrition, housing, behavioral health and recovery, uh, healthcare, early education. Um, there's also the Pioneer Valley Asthma Coalition, um, and you can also reach out to them at 1-800-LUNG-USA. Uh, you can reach out to me here at Springfield Square 1, 413-209-7608. Ladies, do you have any concluding messages or anything you want to share or, I don't know, maybe I might have uh, missed something. Your reminders that um, applications for all the program what we have right now, the Lab Reduce program, the Stereo Repair program and the Healthy Home program still open. Just apply, make sure this is you in the pipeline to get the service. It's a really good one. Two of that one is forgivable only five years. The other one is three-year grant. It's, it's really a free money. It's really free. 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 We love free. 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 <laughs> Kim, what you got for us, Miss Kim? Kim is all smiles today. Kim is happy. I know. So, um... I like that. Yeah, we like I don't... That. I, don't <laughs> I don't have much to add. I think Carlos just put a bow on everything. Yes, go to 413Cares for resources. If you want further information on Springfield Health Homes, please um, like, share, follow us on Facebook. I handle a lot of our communication stuff, our marketing, our newsletters. Um, yes. And yeah. if you want to get in contact with me, my email is K-M-A-E-N-D at publichealthwm.org. Thanks for reminding me. I forgot to share my email. I am at kreyes at start at square one.org. kreyes at start at square one.org. You can reach out to me via email. And I do remind, do one, blah, blah, blah. I do want to remind everyone, I'm sorry. Uh, in other states, I know this information and we always mention Massachusetts, but don't forget this information is universal across the board, okay? Because health is wealth across the board in every state. So in every state, there should be a childhood-led poison prevent. There is a childhood-led poison prevention program. And if you have any questions from outside of Massachusetts, just always Google it. Google is our best friend, right? Um, when in doubt, Google. Um, and I'm sure that that information will pull up for each state. And there is certain um, pages dedicated to lead poison prevention on there. Um, because the laws might be different in protocol per state. Again, we are out of Western Massachusetts. Um, so I just kind of wanted to just throw that in there as well. 